eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Oh, we are ready to roll. Boomer's in a power quarter zip. We got action. We got Boomer breaking news and starting movements. Before we do anything else, Boomer, how are you today? You know, I'm doing great, Mike. And uh, last week was a crazy week as we had six games end on game-winning field goals. And I got to tell you, in the AFC, I still think we're 14 teams deep when it comes to the playoffs and possibilities. And then when you look over in the NFC right now, it seems to me like only 10 teams deep as the – Green Bay Packers are now 3-6. and six. They're ranked the 11-seeded team in the NFC. So a lot of football left to be played, a lot of interesting stories to be played out. And uh, I, I would say that if you were the Cleveland Browns, you wake up uh, this morning or you hear the news from yesterday that uh, Deshaun Watson is out for the rest of the season, has got to be heartbreaking for you. Awful. We're going to get to it because I was on the cusp of saying something irresponsible about them. But I, I want to start this the right way. And it's dangerous. It's going to make your head even bigger. But people, you don't realize sometimes when Boomer utters things and you go, well, that was a one-off. No, no. This this man's pipeline of information is second to none. Boomer, this week, everybody caught up to you. The Bill Belichick knows his next destination rumors. Weeks ago, <laughs> Boompa, as some call him, dimed us with a beautiful tidbit of, you know, Michael, Bill Belichick would look good in dot, dot, dot. Boomer, please. I mean, take your victory lap, but tell us how much of the reports you hear this week. Do do you believe there's any chance this guy already knows where he's headed? Well, I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far, but I would say when we were talking a few weeks back that it it became apparent to me for different reasons that uh, Bill Belichick most, I say most likely, I don't hate, I hate saying stuff like that because it like gives me a, and out, if you will. I, I can't sit here and say I can confirm that he's not going to be the coach of the Patriots next year. I cannot do that. But given um, 
there is talk and there has been talk about what's going on in, you know, in New England. Uh, I know that the fans up there are frustrated. You know, there's a lot of people that are under the gun up there. There are a lot of different things that have gone on up there for the last five to six weeks and losing uh, basically accentuates everything, Mike, the, the intensity, the stress, the anxiety, and then the reality that, you know, maybe it has run its course. And that's really where I was coming from about three to four weeks ago. And I do believe that there's going to be a very good chance that he is going to be standing on the sideline for another team next year. That's that's all I needed. Boomer reporting. That's me saying it, not him. All right. Now, now that we've gotten that out of the way, now we can get to the rundown. The NFL Rundown. Ah, oh, Boomer. Breaking news you can use. Lions are Super Bowl good. Now, look, I I wanted your take on a couple things within the game. That was one of the games of the week from a watchability standpoint. But Dan Campbell, Brandon Staley, that game was played almost exclusively on fourth downs. Um, Do you – hey, look, Romo, Nance, they were talking Super Bowl. Where are you at with the Lions after what was a really – I was impressed by the win. They needed an A game because the Chargers actually brought it. You know, I do think that San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas are better than the Lions, and I think all three of those teams had the experience that the Lions don't have. But I will say that this game last week was about one of the most enjoyable offensive games that I've ever seen, uh, especially this year, because we haven't seen a lot of great offensive games, Mike. Let's face it, it's, it's been a struggle for quarterbacks. A lot of young quarterbacks are playing. Offensive lines are beat up and everything else. And here's the thing about this game last week. Of course, Brandon Staley is going to lose a game like that. He's just going to lose yeah, a game like that. It's become law. Yes, and we we all know that, and we're going to laud uh, uh, Dan Campbell for doing a couple things in this game. Here's the thing. It's not so much about analytics. I think it's the way that these coaches felt like the game was playing itself out, and that's what forced their decisions. They knew that both defenses were going to have a hell of a time controlling the opposing team's offense, so the best way to play defense for each of these teams was to try to hold the ball on offense and score a touchdown and not settle for field goal attempts. And that's that's why I appreciated the way that the game was coached on both sidelines. Yeah, and fourth and six, I don't think I've ever seen someone run the football. Lions did it and won, but it was the fourth and two late. You're in field goal range. You can take the lead with a minute 50 to go. Mm-hmm. And Campbell knows, if I give the football back, Herbert scored a touchdown on five straight drives. You know what? We're going. We're going to get the two yards. I'm going to hold the football, and then we're going to beat you. It was it was impressive. It was impressive. I'm going to take it back to a game uh, where it didn't work out on fourth down, and the coach, all he had to say is, like, did you see my defense playing? And this was a game between the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts when Peyton Manning was playing for Indianapolis, and the game was in Indianapolis. And Bill Belichick won for it on his side of the 50 yeah. late in the game, and it was like a fourth and three or fourth and two or something. They completed the ball. I think that Wes Welker, they didn't make the first down, and they gave the ball to Peyton. He went right down the field and scored, and the game was over. And Bill Belichick basically answered the critics after the game, saying, what did you want me to do? Like, yeah. I wanted to keep the ball out of Peyton Manning's hand because I knew that if he got the ball back, we had no way of stopping him. And I felt like both Dan Campbell and Brandon Staley, to his credit, coached that game that way, that they knew that their defenses were in trouble. I want to go to the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, you and I have pegged this for a while. Uh, they're in real trouble. So, naturally, let's fire an offensive coordinator whose offense is top seven in most important analytics. Ken Dorsey out. Justified or fall guy here? 
I think fall guy for sure, you know, and obviously they have uh, Joe Brady as the the fall back guy. And Joe Brady, of course, people will remember when he was at LSU with Joe Burrow, they had one of the most explosive off- offenses that the college ranks had ever seen. And prior to that, he was with Sean Payton down in New Orleans. And then he also, after that LSU run, he was hired by Matt Rule to be the offensive coordinator uh, down in um, Carolina. That did not work out because of the quarterback situation. So this may work out pretty well for the Bills. The problem with the Bills, if they lose this game to the Jets, all you have to do is take a look at their schedule over the next four weeks. They're at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas at home, at the Chargers. That's And including the Jets, that's their next five games. Good God. And I think well, that Sean McDermott felt like we have to do something. I got to shake something up. We're going to be playing some very, very difficult teams. And I got to get somebody that can talk to my quarterback and tell him to stop turning the ball over. And despite all of that, Mike, I'm sorry to take drag on about this, but no, you're despite, good. despite all of that, despite all of that, Josh Allen led his team on a final drive in which he didn't have to throw, but he did run in the touchdown. And they took the lead and have 12 guys on the field. That's not, I can tell you right now, that is not the fault of the offensive coordinator when you no. have 12 men on a field goal rush at the end of no, the game. No, and, and, and look, two notes. And, and look, Boomer, it's a big storyline. I have no issue. We, we take a few minutes on this. I, I just get, personally, A, I get tired of the Josh Allen stuff. You, you've thrown 11 interceptions. You, you're basically good for at least an interception a week. It might be seven straight games with one. The other angle is, you know, at a certain point, you talk about running its course. I'm not calling Sean McDermott a bad guy, a bad football man, but, like, when you get into Lovey Smith mode, a.k.a. I fired my D.C., now I fired my O.C., hey, man, it's the last stop. It might be time for a new voice to try to get him over the hump. It's not going to happen this year. They've, they have they had the heartbreak in Kansas City a couple of years ago. The home playoff game against the Bengals is what sounded the alarm to me. That was horrible. I... I just wonder at, at season's end if this goes the way we think it goes. Is there someone else coaching the Bills next year? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't necessarily feel that way as strongly as you do right now. Uh, I think that Josh and Sean make a very good pair. I think uh, Sean has stabilized that franchise. I can never, ever forget about all the success that they've already had and everything that they've been through together. I, if I were Josh Allen, I'd want Sean McDermott as my head coach and this may work out with Joe Brady. We'll see. And if yeah. it does Stop work turning out, it over if you want to save your coach's job. You want to do that for me, Josh? Yeah, Stop well, turn it over. Look at their schedule, brother. It ain't easy. That's no. all I can tell you. So I don't think they're going to make it to the playoffs. Texans, two ways. I mean, I don't care about being responsible. I can't be more impressed by C.J. Stroud, but it's your opinion that counts. Is he a top-10 quarterback? Yeah, you know, he is in the uh, conversation for NFL MVP right now. Uh, obviously, if he gets his team to the playoffs – continues to play the way he has played the last two weeks, which has been just astonishing. Uh, I would say that he is going to be in the conversation. Uh, He is already one offensive rookie of the year as far as I'm concerned. He may, you know, not play another game the rest of the season. Uh, He has already won that award. That's how impressive he has been, especially the last two two weeks. Mike, I mean, you see what he's doing. and You don't have to be – an expert, you just have to be a football fan and watch how he handles himself and how poised he's in the pocket. He's been great, and uh, man, I just I hope it continues because it's great watching a young kid actually come into his own and then be appreciative when he finally gets there. Yeah, I, I enjoy watching him. I'm happy for D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I love Will Anderson. I, I think there is now. Look, they got you. Got to keep winning. They got Arizona this week, and that's no freebie. Kyler, look good. 
But if they win, they go to six and five. I think they're a very that you don't want to see them on your schedule type team. By the way, Boomer mentioned it, guys. I told you last week. C.J. Stroud, half joking. I said MVP plus twenty three thousand. Well, the books made a little bit of an adjustment. <laughs> it's plus twenty five hundred. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So just keep an eye on it. Uh, Ravens Browns. What was bigger, to come back or to collapse? I think the collapse was bigger, although I would say for Deshaun Watson, if he were continuing to play this season, that was a huge win for him. I said on the NFL today that I felt like this was a must-win spot for him because this is why they went out and got him and gave him $230 million guaranteed was to win games on the road in the tough AFC North, and he did that. And he did that by going 14 of 14 in the second half. He was moving around. He looked great. Uh, you know, they showed competitiveness. And think about this. He, his first pass of the game was returned for a touchdown. <laughs> but by I the know. other team. <laughs> Second time this season. Yes. So um, he settled down and he showed that he still has what it takes to be a top-flight quarterback, at least in one game. But now he's out for the rest of the season. And by the way, this injury is a completely different injury than the injury that he was complaining about earlier in the season. And it's really, really unfortunate for him who was trying to get his career back on track. Uh, Brown's a playoff team without him. Can the defense drag them across finish line? I think uh, I think no. I think it's going to be too tough. You know, they're going to go with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I love him. All right, so this is why I think they're doing this. I think they start with the kid. If he plays like he played the last time out against Pittsburgh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough deal. I think he played Pittsburgh. I forget. No, it was, it was, it was the, the Pittsburgh Ravens. or the Ravens? It was the Ravens. It was the Ravens. It was the Ravens. He didn't play well. He looked like he was well way in over his head. If he's calmed down and does well and does and is the player you think he can be because, you know, you have a good eye for this kind of thing, then maybe they still have a shot. But I think that Stefanski is playing him knowing that if things get a little haywire, they can go yes. to P.J. Walker and he can settle things down. And, and here's the thing, guys. I don't want to nerd out, but, I mean, guy who started from day one at UCLA has played tons of football, smart kid, tough kid, really athletic has good arm talent, but I mean, look, Boomer's right. They play in the toughest division in football. This 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 could be a brutally tough deal. He doesn't have Nick Chubb to turn around and hand it to, but his athleticism's probably the separator. He can make a few plays, keep him on schedule, just protect the football. Because P.J. Walker, no disrespect, P.J. was turning it over. A veteran backup ain't no good to you if you're turning the ball over. So I just wondered your take. The defense is so good. It'd be a shame if they can't get it home. A um, couple minutes left. I, I want to ask you, I'm, I'm, I got to take a break from the Giants. I can't do it. Jets, just take me through this because I understand Aaron Rodgers got her four plays into the year, and I'm never, ever going to tell you that the offense should be great. But, Boomer, at what point do we start asking a few questions about how they put it together and who they got and the coaching staff? You've had one game with more than one touchdown. That game against the Raiders was an embarrassment. I mean, are are we sure the Jets are any good at all? No, we're not sure. Well, we know offensively they're not good. I mean, they have moments in games where they actually do move the ball between the 20s. But once they get into the red zone, all of a sudden it's a flameout. And it's flameout for lots of different reasons. You know, quarterback being one. Penalties being two, pre-snap penalties being three, drop balls, poor play calling, poor play design. I mean, it's everything that you would think that it is, Mike. And it really comes back to the quarterback and whether or not the quarterback can actually get out of his own way. Uh, they have this is a desperate win uh, win now spot going into Buffalo this week. We just talked about Buffalo, how they have to win this game. Uh, there's nothing better than when you have two teams that are desperate for a midseason win. That usually means that the game is going to be tight in the fourth quarter. It's going to be played well, and it's going to be low scoring. 
Salah make it out of this, Boomer? He may not. I, you know, but then the interesting thing is, is that Aaron Rodgers is definitely coming back next year, assuming some by some miracle of God or whatever, some astrological sign or something. I don't know. He does come back, and hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. I, I, I think Nathaniel Hackett would then be the head coach. That's because that that's the reason why Aaron came here. Yeah. is because Nathaniel Hackett was brought here as the offensive coordinator. So I would think if Rob Solid does not make it out of here as the head coach, then I think you would have to go to Nathaniel Hackett in the short term to see if you can get the best out of Aaron Rodgers eventually. And I'm still fascinated. I, I have no – I have clearly I'm not a doctor. I just can't believe he, Aaron Rodgers is continuing to put this manifest uh, out here of, hey, I'm coming back. Okay, buddy. I'm a boomer on that, people. I think that's a terrible idea. Uh, we got a lot more stuff to cover. I've got a stat I want to give Boomer later. That is, I think it's mind-blowing. We got to get to the picks where a lot of double-digit dogs this week. Uh, boomer mentioned it. You got some must-win spots. Tons of stuff left to do. Don't make a move. I got a final word as well, by the way, where Boomer, it, we're going to rank them. We got to do the tiers of teams, Super Bowl, playoff threat, in the graphic, et cetera, and then we'll check the notes week one of the playoffs. Right now, let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequila, the Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila, of course, brought to you by those who drink it. It's Casamigos tequila. They remind you to please celebrate responsibly. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, we will get in the mix here momentarily. We may as well call Boomer the birthday boy. He had himself a little winning week. It's been tough in the streets, but he had a nice week last week. We'll see if we can carry the momentum. Let's get to the picks. Picks of the week. All right, strap in. You got a lot of big numbers here, people. Jags laying seven, hosting the Titans. All right, Mike, you know, I always tell you that I hate playing a team that got blown out the week before, and you talk about a wake-up call for the Jags last week as they got slammed by the 49ers. Um, I think they bounce back this week. I'm going to lay the seven. I'm going to take the Jags over the Titans. I did not like the way Will Levis played last week, and he got beat up pretty good. Yeah. So I think he struggles here against the Jags, and the Jags find their game against the Titans. Yeah, it's a pride game. I mean, that was embarrassing for the Jags. Obviously, Doug Peterson, pro's pro, and the Titans, look, Eventually, Arbuchar, you're a bad football team. And Levis, tape is out. He'll have two or three big throws, but he's 
He's who he is, I think. I'm going to take the Jags here. Chargers lay in three. They travel to Green Bay. Wow, I know you have this as one of your vetoes. I'm not going to veto this game. I'm going to take the Chargers. I don't know why I'm taking I know why I'm taking the Chargers. Oh, my. I am taking the Chargers, and I do believe that you talk about teams that are in desperate win-now situations. The Chargers are one of those teams. Brandon Staley's got to be looking over his shoulder. I mean, I would imagine going to work this past week, losing to the Lions the way that they did. Uh, the Spanos family and the Charger fans, however many there are of them, are probably sick and tired of losing games like that. But I think the Chargers are a team that needs this very, very badly. I know it's cold weather. I know it's Green Bay. But I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. I think he's going to pull this one out in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I really can't argue the football reasons. The number terrifies me, the cold weather, the travel. If I had to play it, it would be Green Bay. But here's my problem. Their defense doesn't stop anybody. I don't care how many first-round picks you've used on it. That defense stinks. Uh, it's a veto for me. Commanders laying nine and a half as they host what used to be the New York football Giants. Yeah, I'm not going to get into this game too much. I'm just going to take the Commanders. I'm going to lay the points. Uh, the Giants are starting Tommy DeVito. Enough said. Uh, yeah, listen, Tommy DeVito, players yelling at each other, people's pets' heads are falling off. It's it's a disaster in New York. The commanders, lay the points. By the way, here's your stat, Boomer. You ready? Yes. If you had Sam Howell leading the league in passing on your bingo board, you win. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I, I actually, part of me loves the way that Eric Bannemi is treating this kid. Like, he's throwing him right out there in the fire and saying, go, kid. Just yeah. keep learning. Keep learning. You get keep two, learning. I think this is for next year. You get two offensive linemen. You've got, you've got your franchise quarterback. I feel That's like that. I feel like they think the same way. Yes. Yeah. Miami laying 12 and a half hosting the Raiders. Okay, I'm taking uh, this team here. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins, uh, the, and this is going to be the fourth straight uh, favorite that I'm taking. Things are going to change after this, I promise. And <laughs> the reason I'm taking the Miami Dolphins, they are completely different at home. Yes. Uh, they are a machine at home. I expect Dave uh, Devin Achan to be back in the lineup for Miami. The Raiders, nice little story, two-game win streak against the horrific New York football teams. This is a completely different set of circumstances for Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell. I don't see the Raiders being able to put up enough points to stay within the number, let alone win the game. And nice to see no Waddle or Hill on the injury report. You might get the full Dolphins. They're going to play a team under 500. I'm with Boomer here. I think you got to lay the points. Next game, Texans laying four and a half, hosting the Cards. Texans, one of the really good stories, as we talked about earlier in the show with D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, last week, you saw what uh, a healthy Kyler Murray could do. I, he actually shocked me. I don't know how you felt about this. I did pick the Cardinals to win last week, yeah. but I never expected to see him running around that fast and that quick and look totally that agree. good. Totally agree. I and, never expected it. You know, and sitting next to J.J. Watt, he told me that there's a, a feeling that Kyler has turned the corner in terms of the mental preparation of the game and that he's trying to prove to the Cardinals that he needs to be their quarterback of the future, and he does not want them to have the number one overall pick. I think there's something to be said about that. Now, they may not beat the Texans here, but I think they cover. I'm going to take the Cardinals yeah. on the road at Houston. I think you're getting a good number here. Look, the Texans are a nice story, but again, are we really betting rookie quarterbacks laying four and a half? Kyler's back. If he's motivated, if the J.J. Watt tip is is real, all right. Yeah, boom, I'm with it. I like the cards this week. Lions. Laying nine, hosting the Bears. Justin Fields is back. Justin Fields is back, and guess who's got something to prove to the Bears and their fans and uh, their ownership? That is one Justin Fields. I'd like the Lions to win the game. 
I think that Chicago, with the addition of Montez Sweat, is a little bit better on defense. Um, I think the Lions came off of a huge offensive output game against the San Diego right. uh, LA Chargers. I like uh, because it's a division game, and because the Bears are getting back their quarterback, who's going to want to make a a statement here. I'm going to take the Bears and the points. Yeah, and I like the 10 day break. A little bit more rest, less travel. Lions flying high emotionally. I'm not saying they lose, but it's hard. I, people, what you got to realize too, it is so hard to beat someone by double digits. You got to really dominate somebody to win like that. So I'm going to take the Bears here. Browns, this is the DTR game. Browns are now a pick 'em against the Steelers. With Watson, they were one point favorites. Without, it's a pick 'em. I'm taking the Steelers now without question. I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game of the weekend. I think this game is going to be something like 17 to 13, you know, 14 to 10. There's not a lot of big plays that are going to come out of this game. Both defenses are going to dominate the opposing offense. But one good thing about Kenny Pickett, he has not been turning the ball over. And when they got and when they get into the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, he is making big plays when the game is on the line. So that tells you something about that young man. I'm going to take the Steelers at the Browns simply because Deshaun Watson is not playing. I look, this is I just I have a hard time letting go of this is the Steelers have been outgained in every game. I just, you, it's not sustainable. What's the single best unit on the field for me? It's going to be the Browns D. I'm not invoking 85 Bears or 2,000 Ravens here, but in the modern day of football, this defense is about as good as it gets. I'm going to take the Browns. And, and like I said, I do like DTR. Uh, I liked him as a draft prospect. Cowboys laying 10 and a half, traveling to Carolina. No, no, you know what to do. We are, Come on, man. Your man is coming over. Back. Yeah. He has taken the play sheet back. Yes. Come on. You know, I was actually happy to see Frank actually do take the play sheet back because I think sometimes as a head coach, and this is not who Frank is personality-wise, I mean, you got to put your foot down and say, look, man, the reason I'm here is because I'm an offensive coach and I need to get the most out of this quarterback. And if you want me to do that, and I'm not saying these are his words, these are my words, if I were in his position – I want to take the play calling back. I want to make sure I give this kid a really good chance to be successful. I'm going to take the 10 and a half points. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. I could see this game being like a, a 30, you know, like a 30 to 14 game, something like that. And oh, by the way, touchdown late by the Panthers mm-hmm. and a late cover. Here's the other thing. The Cowboys splits home and away are completely different planets. The Cowboys at home, they're a machine. The Cowboys on the road. It's a weird thing. And I, look, I'm with Boomer on this. You got a team, long rest. I think you have one of the better offensive minds out there. I have no idea what that OC what was, it Thomas Brown or whatever the hell his name was. Whatever. He don't work here no more. It, it, it was so bad. You got Bryce Young, you're dropping back 50 times. What the hell did you pay Miles Sanders for? You got to get – don't get me started. I'm taking the 10 and a half. Just uh, give you're me spending way too much time on this game, by the way. Ah, listen, <laughs> hey, all, all games matter here. Yes. That's all. All right, Niners laying 12 against the Bucks. Man, you saw the Niners in full bloom last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think they keep it rolling here, man. Um, when everybody oh, no. is healthy and everybody's rocking and rolling and Kyle Shanahan wants to make a statement and he wants Christian McCaffrey to go for the record, even though he risked injury to do I so. I didn't like that at all. Nobody Sorry. does. Nobody likes it. That but, was ridiculous. But you know what? It just shows you like just the arrogance of Kyle Shanahan, which I love from a head coach. I want my head coach to be arrogant. I want my head coach 
uh, that you know give his players an opportunity to do something because the players love that kind of thing. They're they're not thinking like we're thinking. I know. So I'm taking the I'm taking the 49ers here. They are still my pick for the Super Bowl. Uh, they are healthy and they are rolling. And Brock Purdy's got it back going again. I just hate the number. It's so many points. And I Boomer, you're right. And I know they're going to win the game. Shanahan as a big favorite is awful historically. Guys, you can devalue the trend. Respect. I'm not mad about it. It's a hunch. Is this a game I'd bet in real life? Probably not. But I, I would go Bucks here and just take the twelve. That's a ton of points. After Boomer, you nailed it. That, to me, that was the best game the Niners played all year. Oh, Maybe yeah. that in the Dallas game. They were unbelievable. I'll take the Bucks. I'll take the points. What do you do? What do you want to do here? Seattle. Laying one, they're traveling to L.A., and John Matthew Stafford is back. He is back, and I'll tell you, that's uh, something to be worried about if you are Seattle. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, they have to win this game. And these games are usually tight between these teams. Um, I think the fact that they are right there with, um, you know, with the 49ers, they're right on their heels. Uh, you can't lose a game like this, and I don't think Pete Carroll is going to let his team lose a game like this. And I like the way that Geno bounced back last week and led his team to victory. So, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Seattle. I'll lay the one point for the Rams. This is uh, it's 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 a game I'm gonna veto, but I want to offer you a pick on it because it's only fair. I, I have been saying for weeks I don't trust Seattle. I don't, and I understand they have gutted a few of these games out, but I never walk away impressed. I never walk away feeling like the like the pieces all make sense. The offense should be far more explosive. It's not. The defense should have more to say, and they don't. And, I mean, look, Sam Howell talked about him a few minutes ago. You can't have that kid going up and down the field line. I, I, the number scares the hell out of me. So I, I'm going to go Rams, but I am going to – I think I want to veto this game, but maybe we can – maybe you can guide me, Bills, Jets, before I do. But I'll, I'll go Rams. Bills laying seven against the Jets. Utter desperation both ways. What do you got? Man. A deep sigh is what Boomer This offers. is the one that I'm vetoing, and but if I were going to take a team here, I would end up taking the Jets. And the yep. reason I would take the Jets is because I've seen the Bills at home now basically almost lose to the Giants. And the Jets are a better team than the Giants. The Jets' defense is much better than the Giants' defense. And the way that uh, Josh Allen has been turning the ball over, that would worry me if I were a Bills fan. But here's the thing. New quarterback uh, coach now is the, the new coordinator – a new, uh, a new voice in the ear of uh, Josh uh, Allen. I do understand that he knows that he can't continue to play the way that he's playing, but I, I'm going to veto this one, but I would take the Jets cause, just because I think it's going to be a really close game because the Jets seem to play well against Josh Allen. All right, so you've guided me appropriately. I'll veto the Rams. I will play the Jets. I, look, if you want to turn the ball over less, you need to run the ball more. Well, the Jets aren't going to allow that. And defensively, I don't really have any questions about the Jets. Offensively, we know what they are. But if the Bills are going to turn the ball over, and guys, it's what they do. It's not a one-week thing or a two-week thing. The Bills are turnovers. I got to take the seven here in a divisional game. And if the Jets have anything left, hey, players-only meeting, you love those, then you got to at least play close here. You can't go and get rolled. I'll take the Jets. God, I, I'm terrified of that game. <laughs> All right. Broncos laying two and a half against the Vikings. These are two of the better turnaround stories in all of football. What do you got? 
their turnaround stories because both defenses have been vastly improved from where they were. For the Broncos, it's from where they were earlier this season. For the uh, for the Vikings, from where they were last year. So they've been good defensively all year long. I think they're going to continue to be good defensively. I'm going to ride the Joshua Dobbs train, and I'm going to stay with the Vikings here on the road at Denver. Tough spot for sure. Denver fans now are back into it, and this should be a very, very interesting game, a very competitive game, but I will take the underdog Vikings here. I say this partially in disbelief and part of it partially uh, in a begrudging manner. Russell Wilson's back? Question mark? <laughs> like, I mean, he's actually, look, that throw to Cortland Sutton last week looked vintage. He's playing well. And whatever they did after the bye week with the defense, they've gone from being the worst thing I've ever seen on the planet defensively to above average. And as fun a story as Josh Dobbs is, I, I, I can't. I just I can't. It's got to stop. It's ridiculous. So I'm I, that and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Um, we are going to have some fun here next by putting the teams into tiers. We got to talk Super Bowl. We got to talk chances. I want to see where Boomer ranks teams. So we're going to get to that, and it is going to be a robust, rapid fire, fast paced. Final word for everybody. We'll get to it next. Boomer, tell them about Casamigos. All right, Mike. You know what goes good with football? It's Casamigos tequila. That's what goes good with football. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it, like me and Mike. Make sure you have plenty on hand for the Week 11 games here this NFL season, whether it be on Yeho, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila. And our friends at Casamigos remind all of you out there to please, please, please celebrate responsibly. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We are back. Final segment. We're going to get you best of the best. We got a final word that is going to be the definitive Boomer and tears list. But first, these are the games. These are the games the fan you live for. Let's get to the best of the best. This week's best of the best. I can't wait for this. Chiefs laying three. Hosting the Eagles. We got a Super Bowl rematch. Boomer, talk to me. What was your initial thought on this? My initial thought is that the Kansas City Chief defense is playing really, really well this year. And there should be a little bit of a struggle uh, for, you know, one, Jalen Hurts, because it's at Kansas City, the noise level, the defense. Uh, I know we had almost a perfect Super Bowl last year if it weren't for that one fumble 
Uh, this is also a, a big day because the Swifts and the Kelseys and their families are all coming together for this. So I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a huge game uh, as Taylor will make her way back from Rio de Janeiro to be there on Monday night. Wait a minute. Did we just cap the family's meeting having value to Travis Kelsey on the field? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I oh, mean, boy. like you just look at the statistics now. Is there now you always talk about data and having statistics. Let's the hear. data shows that when Taylor's at the game, Kansas City doesn't lose. And she's coming back from Rio where she's going to be doing three shows after her show on Sunday, private jet back to Kansas City with the family and it's all going to be nice, nice, and Travis is going to have a hell of a game. Wow. Um, all right, I'll take a different <laughs> approach to it. Uh, no, I mean, Boomer, honestly, it's all anyone's talking about. I mean, it's crazy, the the crossover pop culture and sports and sure. how the story's evolved. Um, for me, it's still, I'm not sure about Jalen Hurts and where that knee is at. I do believe the Chiefs are now a defensive football team. And although the offense is not nearly what it used to be. Am I wrong to still have major concerns about the back seven of the Eagles? I know what the D-line is. I don't like that secondary at all. Yeah, I don't either. Remember, the Chiefs are coming off of their bye. The last time we saw them, they were over in Frankfurt. They had just beaten uh, the Miami Dolphins. They beat them by a touchdown over there. And I would think that this is kind of like along the same lines. I I think Miami and and uh, Philadelphia are very similar offensively, meaning that they can put up points. They usually put up a, a ton of points for that matter. I think this game will be an over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I do think that the Chiefs at home, with the way that their defense is playing, maybe get a turnover or two. And that, to me, is going to be the difference in a game that's going to be a fantastic a football yeah. game. I just think for everything involved, for all of us as fans, you always talk about games that you don't want to bet because you want to sit and watch. This is one of those games for me. Yeah, and I know it's chalky. I know I should probably take the three, but it's Mahomes. It's off a. Of, it's Andy Reid off a of bye. It's it's that defense. I, I'm I'm going to take the Chiefs here. You in? Yeah. Well, if I I'm going to this is my veto. Sorry. Oh, it's the, the best of the best. Game of the week. I know. I know. That's why you know, like you sit here and you tell me week in and week out just how much these are games you got to enjoy and don't bet on it. I don't want to right, bet on. It. I don't want the pressure. I you just win. want to. It's a Monday night, by the way. I and let me wait. just tell you how Monday night goes for me after a 12-hour day on Sunday and then a five- or six-hour day Monday morning and then Monday afternoon, a little bit of a nap, uh, around 5 o'clock, dinner time, a couple Casamigos, just in time to sit down and enjoy the Monday night football game for once that's going to have two really good teams playing and going at it. That's why I don't want to veto it, but I feel like I have to because I'm going by – your rules, the Mike no, Valenti listen, rules. The best games to watch are often not the best games to bet. You're not wrong. Okay. You, 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 I'm, we're, me, Eddie, and Brian, we're not angry. We're just disappointed. That's all. I mean, if I were going to bet it, I would take the Chiefs for all Thank the reasons you. that I gave you. And That's the biggest reason is that Taylor Swift is going to be in the building, meaning Travis Kelsey's got at least Amazing. 15 catches coming. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's Amazing handicapping. Yes. Let's go to the final word. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. All right, so this is fun. All the talk, all, hey, Super Bowl, who can win it, who can get there, who's fake, who's real. So what we're going to do, I got four tiers. Super Bowl winners, teams capable of winning it all. Deep run teams, teams that will make meaningful runs 
championship weekend, maybe even get there, but not win it. Playoff fodder, you know the drill. We're happy to be here, and you get thrown down a flight of stairs. <laughs> or miss it. You're in the graphic, hooray, but you didn't bring it home. So to give you an example of a playoff fodder team last year, that would be your New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. Well, no, that would be the Vikings were fodder. Right. Remember, we thought they were the fakest team in the league. We picked yeah. the Giants to win the game. So fodder is you get there, but you, you're not going to win a playoff game. All right, I got that. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go through the teams. Okay. You want NFC or AFC first? Your call. Well, I, so let's do the Super Bowl tier. Let's start with the NFC. All right, Philadelphia. Uh, definitely Super Bowl tier. Okay, let's go San Francisco. Definitely Super Bowl tier. Super Dallas. Bowl tier one, they would be my one. Philadelphia would be my two. And then I do have a third team for the NFC that is a Super Bowl tier team. Dallas? Yes. Unbelievable. All right, then go next. Go Lions. Uh, Lions are a deep playoff run team. Okay. How about the Minnesota Vikings? You're a big Josh Dobbs guy. I am, but I still think that they are a playoff fodder team. If they get to the playoffs with Josh Dobbs, uh, that would be an amazing accomplishment by Kevin O'Connell. And I think it, he would have to be up for Coach of the Year honors if that would be the case. And you have them getting in. Amazing. All right. New Orleans. New Orleans is also playoff fodder. If somebody's got to win the NFC South, uh, I know that Derek Carr is out now. I don't know how many more interceptions Jameis Winston is going to get, you know, going to throw. I, th I actually thought he took care of the vision thing, but I guess not. Oh, dear. Uh, I, so if I they don't make like it now, if they make it at this point, it's like, okay, they made it and, you know, whoop de doo Tampa. Tampa have out. I do, too. I, I just don't see it. I, I like the Baker story. I root for the guy. That defense, man, yikes. yikes. Uh, it, it, okay, here's another big yikes. I had such high hopes. Atlanta. You know, I have them playoff fodder, meaning that, you know, like, again, somebody's going to win the NFC South. I don't think we can project, even at this point, late in the season, halfway through the season, you know, which one of these teams is going to win it. I, I think it's either going to be Atlanta or New Orleans, and one of those teams get in. I think it's playoff fodder for either one of them. I'd have Atlanta missing it. I think Arthur Smith has done a dreadful job with that offense this year. Dreadful. Uh, let's go Seattle. Seattle, I have deep playoff run. Um, I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team, but I think that they have enough experience. Um, you know, I think that they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team, but I could see them getting to the, at least the divisional round. Did I miss anyone in your mind, or are these the relevant teams in the NFC? There's only 10 teams in the NFC, and you've hit all 10 teams. You know, okay. it all it, it falls right off uh, when Green Bay, Green Bay's three and six, I believe, and uh, anybody three and six or worse is, uh, in my eyes, out of the playoff hunt at this point. All right, let's go AFC now. Much deeper, but I'm interested to see how you place them. Kansas City, no-brainer. Yep. Baltimore, no-brainer. Yep. Super Bowl. All right, now it gets interesting. Chargers. Chargers I have out. Just not going to make it. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati. I have them out. Wow. Man, oh, man. All right, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I have them as uh, no. a, a playoff fodder team. You, I, I'm going to tell you something. If Tomlin gets this team to the playoffs, it might be his best coaching He may be yet. coach of the year. It might be that that is the toughest division in football. But remember, they're they are, catching they're catching a break this week without Deshaun Watson, and they're going against DTR. I, I, the big way to uh, listen does. a win this late in the season within your division is huge, and they have an opportunity of a lifetime to do that right here. All right, 
Cleveland with no Deshaun Watson. Playoff fodder. But, all right, you have him in at least. That That's good for me. Yes. I want that defense in. I want to see them wild card weekend, and I want to see them put a scare into something. So, I basically, what we have is we have three AFC North teams in the uh, the playoffs. That would be Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. I could see it. I yes. mean, all four are over 500. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville. Now, we know they're in, but right. where? I say deep playoff team, deep run team, meaning they could get to the division round. If you want to say that deep, could they could they get to the AFC championship game? If the matchups are right, I think they can. They're going to win the AFC South, I believe. I, you know what it is, Boomer? For, for We got comfortable there. They started to get on a little run. Last week was jarring, but I don't want to overreact to it. So, yeah, I – I still feel like there's a good team in there. Yep. My, Miami. Miami, I have them at the Super Bowl tier, uh, especially because four of their last five games are at home. If they get home playoff games. There it is. There it is right there. They're a different team. Now, they may have to go on the road either to Baltimore or to Kansas City in an AFC championship game as we sit here right now, uh, which is not going to be easy for them. I view Miami and Detroit the same in that. I don't think home field matters more to any teams that we've discussed than those two. You got to keep Jared Goff indoors and you got to keep Tua in Miami. Agree? Agree 100%, especially given the fact of where they could end up going on the road. And that would not work out well for either one of those teams. No, definitely not. All right. Houston. Playoff fodder. Um, And the reason I say that is because I don't think anybody – and I'm not saying them. I'm talking about people outside the uh, the you know, pontificators, us guys, the pundits, if you will, the people mm. that cover the league ever even thought that they would be relevant this far into the season. They are. And if they get there and C.J. Stroud is playing the way he's playing, you're looking at the coach of the year, you're looking at a potential MVP in C.J. Stroud, and you're looking probably as a one and done here in the, in the, uh, in the playoffs. So who did I miss in the AFC? Because I know – you you think there's more teams than what I've listed here. I got 14 teams in the AFC that are all right now presently within the playoff hunt. You actually have five teams that have three losses. You have six teams that have five losses. That's how close these things are, mm-hmm. and they can change from week to week. The Broncos right now, four and five, are the 14th of the 16 teams in terms of seeding as we get ready to go into this weekend. So uh, a lot can happen. I mean, look at all the five and five teams. So... That's why the Thursday night game between Baltimore and Cincinnati was so important. Where would you put Denver? Right now, I would say that they would be a playoff fodder team. I don't think that they're a deep run team. I mean, they have a chance of making the playoffs. It's unbelievable. It is. it is unbelievable. We, I mean, the first month of the season, and I, I'm willing, I'll lay on the sword. I was as hard on these guys as anybody. What would you say when an NFL football team gives up 100 points? <laughs> but they've turned it around. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, it just goes to show you just how long the season is, Mike. And we always say this. It's a long season, a lot, a lot of games left to be played. And still, we could say that right now as, we, as we're sitting here today, uh, waiting for next Monday to find out what happens with the Chiefs and the, uh, and the Eagles. Yeah, and just for conversation's sake, the only difference I have in, in the tiers, I, I do not have Dallas there. I, Dallas away from home, I just I don't buy them and I don't buy McCarthy. I get why you have them there. I just would swap Dallas and Detroit. I think Detroit with that running game, that O-line, and the way Goff's playing, Ben Johnson is a name people need to learn because he's going to be coaching one of your teams out there, America. He's getting a job next year.
That dude is a monster of an offensive coordinator. Well, you know who decided that he is the best wide receiver in football this week, don't you? No, what? His name is C.D. Lamb. Uh, he basically came out and said he's the number one wide receiver in football. Okay, and, then. And rightfully so. He does have an argument to be made after the last three weeks in performance that he's put forth. Uh, it's a nice declarative statement filled with humility. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, C.D. said it, so naturally we have to buy it. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to save these. We'll have some fun with it. We'll bring these back. It's not a gotcha thing. It's more what changed, what do we get right, what do we get wrong, and we'll do it right before the playoffs. So some nice tears there. All right, what we will do is we will be back next week. We will do this all over again. More picks, more conversation. We'll get Boomer to pick the Monday night game next week. Hell of a good time as always. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.